So I'd like to share the seven laws of manifesting money. Uh, now, a saying that someone taught me about 12 years ago when I first got into the more spiritual side of life is funny because I'm not known as a spiritual person. I have Lamborghinis and Ferraris and I, I am a material person. And it was quite funny because I was speaking at a big summit and Robin Sharman was on before me and Deepak Chopra was on after me. And then there's Rob in the middle who talks a lot about the trappings of wealth. Um, but I do believe that money is as spiritual as it is material. Uh, and the first law for manifesting money I'm going to share is that the universe is a mirror. And it must have been Deepak Chopra who taught me that maybe 12 years or more ago. And what that means is the universe reflects back exactly what you put out. So um, I remember being taught um, NLP um, 15 years ago with a saying that perception is projection. And what that means is what you perceive, you project. What you believe you are receiving, you are putting out. So the universe is a mirror with money, i.e. the messages and the beliefs and the value that you are putting out about money, you are getting back directly in the form of money or non-money. So there's no point being pissed off, upset, feeling that the world is unfair, that you deserve more, that you're worth more, yada, yada, yada. You simply have to start putting out that which you want to receive back. So, um, you know, the traits in others that you admire. Do you know you have those in yourself because the universe is a mirror? You know, the traits in others you disown and dislike. Do you know you have those in yourself because the universe is a mirror? I think people have been saying that, um, you know, we're all experiencing the universe in real time. So are you careful and considered about the messages that you're putting out to the world about money? I'll give you an example. Some people believe that the love of money is the root of all evil, whereas I believe that money is also the root of all good. Some people believe that money is really hard to come by, whereas I believe that money is virtually limitless and abundant. So be careful on what you put out there around money and then you'll be careful about what you receive. So that leads me to the second point, which I've popped up on my Instagram story which is, is money a faithful servant to you or is it a twisted master? <laughs> um, so are you using money to serve your vision, your mission, or are you a slave to money? So a lot of people assume that billionaires think about money all the time. Um, I find that poor people think about money a lot more than rich people do because they need it more. Uh, and they're a, a victim of it or a slave to it or they're reliant on it or they don't have it or they're always worrying about it. So you can make money serve you by giving you nice things, putting your kids through uh, a good education, by fueling innovation and growth and um, by giving it away and starting up foundations and charities and um, basically aiding your values and having a meaningful mission or you can, it can fuel addictions you can be reactive to it you can repel it when you get some you can push it away because you don't think you're worthy of it 
So it makes a very good servant, but a terrible master. Okay, number three then on the seven laws of manifesting money. So the universe is a mirror. Are you putting the right messages out around money to receive the right messages back? And are you using it as a, a faithful servant and a tool rather than being a slave to it? Number three is you have to know what money really is in order to be able to use it properly. And if you think about a hammer, we all know what a hammer is. And I think there's three main things that you'd use a hammer for. You'd use a hammer to um, put a nail more effectively into a piece of wood, maybe more effective than your hand. You'd use a, the other side of a hammer to pull a nail out, probably more effective than your hand. But a human being could use a hammer to smash someone. You could use a hammer to smash someone's skull in. Now, let's say a human being used a hammer to smash someone's skull in. That hammer wouldn't be tried for murder because the hammer is just a tool. The hammer would not be tried. But there's so many religions and cultures and faiths and people who project onto money the same kind of thing. Money is greed. Money is power. Um, you know, it's more likely for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than the rich man to go to heaven or the love of money is the root of all evil. No, I'm sorry, but this is all wrong. And I don't want to get religious, religious or uh, politicious, <laughs> religious or political, but money is none of that. Money is a universal exchange of value. Money is a unit of account. Money is a store of value and worth. Money is a way of keeping score. Money is a more efficient trade than barter. These are the laws of money. So there are four laws of money, and I've just explained them there. But the main one is that money is a universal exchange of value. Money is amoral. It doesn't judge. It's not conscious. It's not right and wrong, good and bad, greed and power. You can take $20, buy a magazine full of bullets and shoot 20 kids at a school, or you can take $20 and feed 20 homeless people in a developing world country for 20 days. So what you have to do is transcend your beliefs, emotions, upbringing, faith, culture, and environment around money. You have to transcend that because that is not what money is. That is, remember, the universe is a mirror. So what you do is you project that meaning onto money. You make money mean that. So then you repel money because you don't want to be attributed to those things that you don't believe are right. If you think money is greed and power, you will always repel money because you don't want to be attributed as greedy and powerful. Where if you think money is good and philanthropic and energy and spirituality, you'll attract it, you'll be grateful for it, you'll, you'll make a lot and you'll give a lot away and you'll increase the velocity of money. And so you'll make more of it because money's not an absolute entity, i.e. it's energy and it's flow. The word currency means to flow, which means the more you attract and the more you make, the more you make because money speeds up. Money loves speed. Money hates friction. So know that money is a universal exchange of value and that's all it is and all the other emotional shit human beings project onto money and you don't have to you get to choose the tool of money is it a lever like a hammer that more effectively puts in a nail or is it a weapon because money can be a weapon and money can be a lever so use money as a lever a lever to change the world a lever to do good a lever to set up a school a lever to set up your own foundation a lever to grow your company a lever to hire staff a lever to pay taxes a lever to do good in your community a lever to have nice material items and have opulence and put your kids through to the nicest schools and travel to the nicest places money is simply a lever now by the way there's loads of laws around money 
I'll give you a few. Money tends to flow from the impatient to the patient. Money tends to flow from those who value it least to those who value it most. So that leads me to point number four. Do you value money enough? If you value how you look more than money, you'll spend money to look better and you'll have no money and you'll look better. If you value investments over money, like Grant Cardone says, uh, cash is trash. Uh, He's a friend of mine. So um, Grant would say cash is trash. He values investments over capital. So he uses capital to invest. If you value travel and lifestyle and freedom more than money, you'll use your money for travel, lifestyle and freedom. So what you value the most, you use money to gain in your life. This is a study called Axiology of Human Values and Worth and What We Value. Every every human being on the planet, their time, their space, their friends, their environment and their money, they invest into the things they value the most. So if you have no money or not enough money, it means that you don't value money enough and or you value things that go down in value more than money. So start valuing money highly. Value money higher than depreciating liabilities. Value investing. Value investing in yourself. Value assets. Value saving. Value appreciation. And your money will appreciate. But as long as you value clothes, maybe travel to a certain extent, although, of course, travel can be a good thing for lifestyle, Um, cosmetics, addictions, gambling, drink, leisure, things for escapism. When you value all of these things more than money, you exchange money for these depreciating liabilities and then you have no money. And all right, you might have some memories, but you might also have some hangovers. So you need to learn to value money. But people don't value money when they think that it's bad because society and religion and culture has projected these inaccurate meanings of money on them. Because money isn't conscious yet, so money can't be anything other than a tool. Now, by the way, if you think about the inventions of man, we should change the word man because obviously we're now many genders. But if you think about the humanity, that's a better word. If you think about all the great inventions of humanity, the wheel was a pretty good invention. The telescope was a pretty good invention. Money is actually a pretty genius invention. One single concept agreed by everyone living on the planet that puts the value of everything into a recognizable amount. So um, a dead animal, some shoes, some information, some software, all these things are very different in value, but money helps us measure them all equally against each other and trade them all with each other. And money doesn't go down in value like meat decays. And money is frictionless of exchange. Uh, It's instantaneous now at the speed of light through fiber optics. So money's a genius invention. Learn to love it and appreciate the tool and the um, convenience that it gives humanity. Okay, so number five on my list, uh, on my Instagram stories, if you want to check out this list, I'm covering the seven laws of manifesting money is what you appreciate, appreciates. So um, I I have found with love um, that you only fall in love with people when you love them and they become what you love when you love them. They don't become what you love when you want them to be who you want them to be. So 
things become what you perceive them, not what they are. And you fall in love with things, not when they change, but when your perception of them changes. And I use love as an example because love and gratitude are the two transcendent human emotions. But you can fall in love with money immediately when you change how you perceive money. And if you fall in love with money and think of it as an amazing tool that humanity has created and evolved over tens of thousands of years and how genius it is and how great it is and how it, um, you know, polio is virtually gone thanks to money. Um, you know, and all the disease that we're protected from has gone thanks to money. And everything that you're surrounded by that keeps you safe, you've purchased or exchanged thanks to money. So once you really appreciate money for what it is, it appreciates, i.e. you get more of it. Because there's the two meanings of appreciate, of course, is to accept and enjoy, but also to increase in value. So what you appreciate immediately, you get more of, and it appreciates in value. So, you know, people become more of who you want when you fall in love with them for who they are. So money becomes more of what you want when you fall in love with it for what it is, not what religion, culture or society projects on you that it is. Money is always what someone projects it to be to them. So if anyone tells you what money is, and me included, by the way, but if anyone tells you what money is, what they mean is it's what they think money is. I suppose the difference between a normal person and myself is I wrote the UK's best-selling book on money called Money. I've got a podcast called Money with over 200 episodes. I've interviewed 15 billionaires. I've been studying money for 15 years straight. Um, I became a millionaire by age 31, a decamillionaire by age 35 and, and carried on from there. I've interviewed over 200 people who are worth 100 million, 200 million, 500 million, 700 million. So I've been able to see the universal rules and laws and transcend all the emotion and distraction. The thing with social media is that 99.9% .9 of people telling you stuff about money haven't got any. You know, the only people that say that money doesn't matter are billionaires or people who are skint. And it's easy for a billionaire to say that money doesn't matter because they're a billionaire. And someone who's skint is saying money doesn't matter is because they've sold out their dreams of money. So be careful who you take your information from. Okay, and then the final two points, I'm going to link into one. And this is, these are my personal favorites because they're the most practical. Now, I know this is laws of manifesting money, but, you know, there's, there's the spiritual and the material. There's the tr attraction and there's action. So if you look at the word attraction, the last six words are spelled, sorry, the last six letters are spelled action. So I believe everything in life exists in a paradox. So yes, you need to be aware of the messages you're putting out to the universe and you can attract what you put out because the universe is a mirror. So whether that's meditation or incantations or visualizations, unified field or whatever um, higher power of serendipity you're accessing. I, I, I certainly think there's something in that. But I also think there's something in going out and taking action and being persistent and consistent and relentless in the pursuit of the things that you want. So fair exchange is point six. Now, fair exchange is the sweet spot between value and profit. So fair exchange is where the producer produces a meaningful product or service that the market wants. 
and they can make fair, sustainable and scalable profit margins. And also the consumer and the purchaser pays fair price and gets fair value. And this is called fair exchange. So fair exchange is the sweet spot between price and value, production and consumption, giving and receiving, profit and bargain. So let's look at the extremes of unfair exchange. You produce something, you charge $10 for it, you make $8 and the consumer feels a bit ripped off, doesn't really get much value and you make too high a margin. You get refunds, you get legal issues, you get reputational issues. And in the end, you'll have a revolution against you. On the other side of fair exchange, you charge $10. You make minus $2 because you give everything away and the consumer takes everything off you. You've all had one of those customers, haven't you? You know those customers who want $10 for $5 and they want your Lamborghini Aventador and a go on your missus and they want to eat all the food in your fridge as well. And then they'll go and complain on social media and one star you on Trustpilot and troll you on social media for the next 25 years. We've all had customers like that if we've got a business. So these are the opposite ends of unfair exchange. So fair exchange, you charge $10, you make 2 or $3, you make a good fair profit, enough to grow, enough to reinvest back into innovation and make a bit yourself and sustain and scale over a long term. And the consumer, the purchaser, they, they receive good value, they feel grateful, and they'd even pay more and they'd even refer people. So most of humanity are out of fair exchange where they're charging too much or charging too little, giving too much away or not giving enough away, um, or overly greedy or overly humble and overly giving. Now, you can't grow and sustain a business if you don't make fair profit, but it won't be sustainable if you don't give fair value. And that's called fair exchange. And when you find that in your industry, the friction goes, you get referrals, recommendations, virality, growth, uh, and business becomes more frictionless. And that leads me to the final point. I hope you've enjoyed this little mini masterclass. So I created a formula for wealth over a decade of study of billionaires and 100 millionaires. I interviewed um, the 15 billionaires I mentioned to you. The founder of Superdry is worth 400 odd million pounds. Floyd Mayweather twice, who's made about 900 million pounds. And all these like 100 or 500 millionaires um, and billionaires and found three commonalities to create a wealth formula. I've never seen this formula broken. Uh, and I believe, I said with humility, that this is a st- sustainable and scalable formula for wealth. And it is as follows. Wealth equals value plus fair exchange times leverage. Wealth equals value plus fair exchange times leverage. So value is what you produce, what you give. Your utility, your usefulness, what you do for other people. Now, there's something in us, inbuilt and and inborn, which makes us feel good when we're valuable. I believe that um, evolution requires us to be valuable. If we're not valuable as a human species, we're likely to devolve. So we need to be useful to each other to sustain evolution. Therefore, We get rewarded, these chemicals in our brain, we get good feelings and high value of worth when we're useful and valuable. So one of the formula for wealth is value. The more valuable you are, the more likely you are to be wealthy. 
Now, let's imagine someone's working in a job and they're like, oh, I hate my job and I hate my boss and I've asked for a pay rise and they haven't given me a pay rise. That's because you're expecting to be paid more or paid first instead of giving more value and then being paid after the value. So Brian Tracy taught me always do more than you're paid for. And if you want a pay rise, uh, do the job you want, not just the job you've got. And those two rules of money are going to stand you really well for the rest of your life. Number one, always do more than you're paid for. And number two, do the job you want, not just the job you've got. And you do those two things and you'll make more money. Whereas most people are going, oh, fucking hell, this ain't fair. I want more and I want a pay rise. This is not fair. Dave got a pay rise. Fucking Dave got a pay rise. Dave does fuck all. This is not fucking fair. And this is the, the attitude most people have. People do not want to give you anything if you're not giving anything. It's a universal law. We, we will all, if the universe is a mirror, we'll all, we'll all give more to people who give and we'll all give less to people who take. So wealth equals value plus fair exchange times leverage. Value, give more, produce more, do more, innovate more, serve more, solve more, point one. And then the fair exchange I've just mentioned and this is where you make fair, sustainable and scalable profit margins, but the price is fair to the consumer. So I remember in, in the UK when uh, compact discs came out. I'm showing my age here. I'm 42. CDs. I don't know if any of you kids remember CDs, compact discs. And they came out and they were about seven or eight pounds. And then they went up to 15 or 16 pounds and people were pissed off. 16 pounds for a CD? That seemed like an absolute, that's people are saying that's a ripoff. Now, £16 is not a lot of money, but it didn't seem fair for what they got. Let's look at it on the other side. Do you remember years ago when you'd go and get a new phone contract and you get a six or 12 month contract? And if you upgraded to a 12 month contract or you went from $20 to $30 a month, you got a free Nokia 8210 drug dealer pimped up phone. Check my $800 phone out. Got it free with my contract. Do you remember that? And now you pay $1,300 for an iPhone. So price is nothing to do with value. Value is to do with value. Why would someone pay $10 for a Casio or $100,000 for a Patek Philippe? Why would they pay $20,000 for a Hyundai or a million dollars for a Lamborghini? Value, not price. So create more value, create a, a fair exchange environment, and then leverage. So leverage is um, reach, scale. So if you have a useful product and you can make a fair margin and people will buy it, but you've only got six customers, you're not going to get wealthy because you don't have the leverage. So Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk and, you know, Steve Jobs, all these amazing entrepreneurs who've become billionaires, they reach billions of people. So if you want to make more money, you need more customers, you need more distribution, you need more leverage, you need more reach. So quick summary, the formula for wealth is wealth equals value plus fair exchange times leverage. And if you're finding that your money isn't flowing exactly how you'd like, then create more value, create a fair exchange environment and scale out your product and service, leveraging social media and the Internet and give it time. Be patient. You know, you don't plant a seed and come back the next day and go, where's my fucking tree? Got fucking scammed. No fucking tree. It's been a fucking day. So take time and be patient. And then a quick summary, if you just pop on over to my Instagram story, um, I've just shared on, on that story, the seven laws of manifesting money. Number one, the universe is a mirror. It gives you back exactly what you put out. If you want money, you have to put appreciating, grateful messages around money out. 
Number two, money's a faithful servant, but a twisted master. So make sure that you um, appreciate money and you're observing the laws of money and you're not projecting your own beliefs and negativity onto money. Know that money operates under laws and learn those laws. Money moves from those who value it least to those who value it most. Money is an, a universal exchange of value, etc. There are actually about 25 laws of money and I put them all in my book, Money. Number four, you have to value money enough um, to get more of it. You have to appreciate it for it to appreciate. You have to be in fair exchange and leverage the formula for wealth, which is wealth equals value plus fair exchange times leverage. 